take a look in the mirror. This is where you will see the one person who can make the biggest and most important changes in your life ever. Hi, hope you're well. This is PD at the Art of Self-Development. This podcast is for everyone who's interested in psychology and who wants to develop the most useful people and life skills for yourself and for the people around you. When you're engaged in doing something, maybe you're talking to another person or just doing whatever matters to you in the moment and your phone rings, you can see on display that it's nothing that can't wait and maybe it should wait. Do you pick up the phone every time anyway? This is a simple and contrived example, but it can give you a little bit more insight into just how much you respect yourself, or perhaps disrespect, as sometimes can be the case, perhaps momentarily, or as a pattern. Self-respect is a gift that you give yourself, and by extension, you give it to other people. Because the way we treat ourselves is our default for treating other people. It kind of works the other way as well, but this is the more natural way to see it and to change it. First things first, self-respect is not narcissism. These are two different concepts. Sometimes we see a very arrogant person and we think that they have high self-esteem or a high level of self-respect, even though that is not the case. In fact, the very fact that their self-esteem is low necessitates this coping mechanism, which can sometimes look like their self-respect is high, even though it's just a cover-up. So having high self-respect and high self-esteem is a good thing for anyone. Because if you're not worried about how other people see you and whether or not they respect you, you can deal with life situations and you can deal with people in a way that is much more positive and much more natural. Being self-respectful is much more about being honest than about thinking you're better than the people around you. It is just a natural way of being that we oftentimes forget because we think about other people too much in the wrong ways. We try to understand how they see us and behave accordingly too much rather than just be interested in how they see the world and themselves, which would allow us to connect much better. And if you can take just this one perspective from this one episode, it'll be well worth it. It's not a good idea to try to think what other people are thinking. It is much better to just ask them honestly and openly and be interested in what they will tell you. We generally lose self-respect when we do things we don't want to do because we think we need to do it. This can happen at work and it can happen in life, in your relationships. The cure to it is to focus on yourself in the way that is the healthiest. That is, by being open about who you are at the moment and who you want to be in the long run. 
focusing on the things that matter to you the most, focusing on your passions, on not laying low, but on doing those things that you know you need to do to feel good about yourself. And you can just stop for a minute and think about what those things are. Because it will be different from person to person. For myself, some of the things are talking to people, relating, connecting, on my terms, if I can do it, spending a lot of time outside, explore places and activities, doing something new every day. If I can do these things, there is no way I can feel bad about myself. It's just not a possibility. On the other hand, if I lay low, if I think I can't do something, so I don't even try, this is the best way to lose all self-esteem and self-respect. It may seem a natural thing to do sometimes in the moment. It's not a good thing. So, literally and figuratively going out, taking challenges, being active in ways that are important to you, these are among the best things that you can do for your self-respect. So it's about going back to who you are. Take a look at those paths that you wanted to take as a child, perhaps, before life went in the way. Those paths are still there, waiting for you. So spend a little while thinking about these activities, these things that you need to do. Make a list of the most important ones and try to incorporate them into your daily life in some way, shape or form. That is the best antidote to low self-respect. It's the combination of meaning and activity. Don't try to fit in too much. Don't try to act normal. Don't do what other people do just to fit in. Chances are they do the things that they do because they got the impression at some point in their lives that this is what they need to do, even though that's not the case at all. They're hurting themselves. Think of the environment that you surround yourself with. That is the immediate social environment. You know the saying, you are the average of the five people that you meet the most. There's a lot of truth to it. If you can exchange the five people around you that are kind of crappy, kind of putting you down, not doing much, and making excuses for themselves, if you can change those people, exchange them for people who are more like yourself, or more specifically, who are a better versions of yourself, if you will, who are already on the path that you want to take, not too far ahead so you can still see them, and they can explain to you how they do things and how they made the changes. But still they're ahead of you in some way that matters. Switching those five people who are holding you back for a few of those that'll push you forward, that'll show you the way, that is the most natural way of making positive changes in your life with the least amount of effort because we focus on our social environment and we do what other people do even though we won't accept it, even though we won't admit it. 
achieving something great or positive in bad social environment is a really difficult thing to do. You'll hit this glass ceiling at every step and oftentimes you won't even know why. You don't need to take that road. Sometimes simple changes can have the most profound effects. So don't try to fit in too much. Think about the company that you keep and learn to say no to those who don't have your best interest in mind. At the same time, you don't need to only socialize with those people who are better in some way than you are. It's a very good thing to find a friend, maybe a younger buddy, in whom you see the potential that maybe they see but they don't know what to do with it or they don't even see it yet and try to help them on their way. Mentoring a younger person can be a very inspiring experience in its own right because you're taking responsibility for making another person's life better and you learn to respect them enough to not try to push them or not try to push them in counterproductive ways. It teaches you respect and improvement. Of course, the choice of your romantic partner is also very important, as this is probably the person closest to you. You want them to be respectful towards you and to themselves. You want them to be positive and encouraging. Overall, nobody's perfect. But if they drag you down or belittle you, put you down on a regular basis, maybe you should reconsider. If you can help them change or ultimately maybe go your separate ways. Another big realization on the path to being more self-respectful is the fact that we don't need to achieve huge successes overnight. We don't need to do that. Taking one step at a time is often all it really takes. So it's really important as a shift in mindset to focus on that one next step rather than see the big result that you want to achieve in 10 years and compare every step to that. That would be counterproductive. If you know what you want to achieve and you always focus on the one step ahead of you, you're making things much easier on yourself and also much more rewarding. Because you can appreciate, you can enjoy every step of the journey. You shouldn't reserve all your enjoyment to the end. That wouldn't be enjoyable or practical. So be aware of your social environment. Be aware that you're not other people. And that includes your partner and your parents. Parents are often those who imprint it on us the most. We have a lot of our mindset and opinions and our self-image built on the example of the people who brought us up. So if you feel overwhelmed or if you have a negative self-image, remind yourself you're not your parents. And your parents are not their parents. They just took things over from your grandparents and just stuck with it. There are things that run through families that those people on any given level would be much better off just getting rid of and starting from scratch or at least amending the picture 
to make it more useful. Another big part of self-respect is how you can handle your emotions, how you can accept whatever emotions you have at the moment, how you can recognize them and how you can work with them to make sure that you make them useful rather than discouraging. The same emotion can be sometimes interpreted as curiosity or excitement. But if you have a negative mindset, you might take the same thing and make it mean to yourself being stressed out or nervous. It's the same kind of energy. The interpretation and the approach to it can transform it or lead you from the same emotion to a more useful one. Emotional intelligence is one of the best predictors of success, of professional success, and even more so, it's a predictor of success overall, of your personal success. Another thing that you can do on a daily basis is just take good care of yourself. And these can be the practical details. Things like just grooming in general. Things that, especially as men, we don't like to pay too much attention to. If you give more thought and more time to good lifestyle, healthy eating habits, grooming, making yourself look good, that in itself will make you feel much better about yourself. We don't think about it much, but that's how it works. It's a practical thing. Take really good care of yourself. Treat yourself like you would advise your friend to treat themselves. Because we often don't take our own advice. Sometimes you can just ask yourself or imagine a friend in the same situation. What advice would you give them? And you realize that you have the answers. The only thing that's lacking is the belief that you are worth it. And you always are. You just need to remind yourself through the things that you do. Self-respect is what self-confidence is built on. It's hard to have one without the other. And both are super powerful. Just remember, you are not a finished product. If you're alive, breathing, you are a work in progress. That's what we all are for as long as we are alive. The moment we are finished, quote-unquote, when we are the end product, that means that nothing happens to us, that we are not changing, when we become rigid. It doesn't happen to a person who remains open as long as they are alive, and it doesn't even happen after you die. Your body will keep changing. So take all the time that you have to create the best version of you, one step at a time. Give that gift to yourself and to those that you love. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of Self-Development. Remember that learning is a change of behavior. You can adjust your thoughts and your environment to better suit your goals. And it works best if you do it for other people's benefit. You can support this podcast by writing me a comment or suggestion at pdartofsd at gmail.com or just by telling your friends. Whatever you do today, leave the world a little better 
than you found it.